problem too. They were misdiagnosing tons of shit, but, but they ain't no, gonna talk about that no, either. What I'm getting at, just to just to end right here, what I'm getting at is masks obviously fucking help. Yeah, the flu cut down a ton. True, be crazy every single True. year. At the very least, people they help with the fucking flu. At the very least, <laughs> they help spread germs when you're sick and you have to go out anyway. Think about it, asshole. No, no, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm serious. How about you two? Other assholes. <laughs> but how's it going, people? Popcorn and Pints, another episode. As you guys can see, Ibrahim and James aren't here. Ibrahim, I know he's working on his film. Um, and James just cares about his wife and her happiness more than he cares about I mean, Ibrahim's dead to us. How often do we really see him? <laughs> a couple times a week. But he's working on a film, so I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, James. My films are no longer than two minutes. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. (laughs) Well, with that being said, people, let me show you what we're reviewing tonight. I didn't get a chance to do the whole video thing. A little busy, but Mean Girls and The Fifth Element. So, yeah. Early ratings for Mean Girls. Started off. Puerto Rican Chris. I love this stupid movie. <laughs> I've always had fun with this movie. This has been literally probably one of my favorite movies since about my college time, 2005, like 2006. Wow. Like, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a guilty pleasure of mine for sure. I'm going to give this a uh, solid seven. It's probably going to go up. Wow. I was expecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, no. Nah, it's 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 an eight. It's an eight. I'm good. Go ahead. I'm don't done. E- yeah, don't. It's even- an eight. <laughs> We're not gonna have this go around no more. <laughs> don't even pretend. Just do it. Just do it. It's an eight. I'm smiling hard. I love you, Lindsay. Oh, <laughs> not new Lindsay. Well, new Lindsay might be like old Lindsay. Whatever. I just love you, Lindsay. Like, dude, I'm right there with it. Like, this is. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's. <laughs> Like the cast is great. The Lindsay Lohan's heyday. Tina Fey, this was the, her first screenwriting job and she fucking knocked it out of the park. Like it shot her into like comedic, iconic writing status for and everything, mm. which she was kind of already, you know, with SNL working her way up there. Like the cat, like most of my notes that I put together for this is just about casting because they nailed it. Like all of the characters is insane. But it's got great jokes from what I was reading and i throw in some trivia later like they had to tone it down to not get the r rating like this was uh, more raunchier than we got like when it was first written yeah that which but like and it's not totally off base like i i'm honestly it's probably the same in high school now i'm glad i don't go to high school now i'm glad i went to high school before social media that's for sure but uh like just the clicks and stuff that i don't think that ever goes away no matter really kind of where you are probably not but, to some extent, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just different now. Like you're saying, you're glad you're not in school now with fucking social media. Um, like it's like double, it's quadrupled now. No, more than quadruple. You know what I mean? It's it's more it's more to the extent. It's like that's what I'm looking for. Never ending. Yeah, it's like infinite, never ending. As far as like, like Bowling Bowl, for Soup has a song called "High School Never Ends," which fucking mm. is fantastic. And I've actually had it stuck in my head this week. But I give this movie an A. It's one of those movies, great jokes, great writing, great cast. You come across it, it's always worth watching for a little bit just to kind of chuckle. 
uh not even a guilty pleasure and it, like it took and it was like a pop culture phenomenon like it's lived on quotes and everything references gifts people still quote this movie and shit like that but yeah i'm, I'm right with the man i'll give it an eight an eight Ooh. well um i'm gonna give it a six wasn't bad at all had it's funny it had quite a few funny parts but it just I don't know. It wasn't bad. It wasn't for me, but it wasn't bad. It was. It was. It was the typical comedy that came out a lot of times. So it had. It had a lot of funny parts, of course. But yeah, I'll give it a six. Um, I know I'm probably gonna stay at a six. Would I watch it again? If it's on, maybe, or like, say, if the wife wanted to watch it, then yeah. But other than that, probably no. I can be honest and say no. Oh, you'll watch it again, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You it's, will. It's one of those that just finds its way into your brain and your heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so even funny. even the Obamas love this movie. <laughs> like it was funny. I was as I was like reading through some trivia and stuff. I uh, there was a uh, when Obama was in office, they tweeted a picture of their dog Bo with a tennis ball, and it with the quote, "Bo, stop trying to make fetch happen." <laughs> well, like, that's, that's pretty funny <laughs> the whole fetch thing had me when I was watching this like, where was like, the fuck? fetch fetch but fetch whatever which is a term out. Tina Fey just made up off the cuff so she didn't want to use language that could date like the term or the movie so she just made up a word I was going to say, so since it was raunchier or whatnot, it just shows how good the comedic, like, brilliance is behind it for them to tailor it back and make it work so well. It is. It's like you ha- obviously you start off with this jokes. Like, uh, the one thing, one in particular I was reading when Lindsay Lohan's first day, she's like walking into the cafeteria trying to find a place to sit. The one uh, pervert guy comes up and asked if her muffins, muffins been buttered or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be like a cherry popping question. Like oh. I was reading, but they had to tone that down. Uh, there was something, there was like a <laughs> masturbation joke somewhere that they had to take out or rewrite or something like that. Like they had to rewrite a lot of stuff. How but, old but, was she in this movie? Lindsay Lohan, I don't know. Um, I don't know how old she was. This was, this is her first non Disney movie. I know that. Um, who, what's the name of the actress that plays her? Rachel McAdams. She who plays Regina, she was twenty five in this. Okay. Okay. I want to say she was like seventeen, eighteen, maybe nineteen tops, right? But Lizzie Lohan had to be like twenty, maybe at the oldest. I don't know. I that's a good question. I should have looked that up. That's a great freaking question. I'll look it up right now. So what are your some what are some of your favorite jokes in this movie? I gotta try to remember. <laughs> I'm bad with that. Oh fuck! Well, I mean, the, the whole element with the fucking um, weight gainer thing, which is fucking priceless, man. <laughs> that it was, was just funny. genius and priceless for how long it went on and everything, and then everybody started getting onto it, and it wasn't just her that got, you know, wreaked the uh, the havoc of it. I was like, oh shit! There's always collateral damage, right? You know what's funny? I remember that made me. It always made me remember uh, when I was in middle school, eighth grade. Maybe it was like. It's like eighth grade or ninth grade. I had like my locker. If you kicked it, you could open it. Okay. Uh, Someone else 
figured that out and started taking my lunch. So it happened like a few days in a row. So one day I came in or one night before, like I had like Oreos. I scraped out the stuff and I put toothpaste and like chili powder in the Oreo and put the Oreo back together, put that in a bag, put that in my lunch. Uh, Someone took my lunch the next day. So I stayed late after school to move my locker afterwards. (laughs) Just just, I assumed there'd be retribution. But that's that's kind of what that weight gain bar reminds me of when she's like, yeah, it helps you burn carbs. <laughs> well, Chris, whoever, maybe that person that that happened to, they just fucking remembered. They're like, oh, so this is the guy I sold that. I hope so. I hope I'm- so, too, because you shouldn't have been taking his lunch. Nope. If you're going to take it, beat him up for it, fight him for it. Don't just sneak and take it. That Catch means- this Sorry, catch this little tidbit here. So supposedly, Lindsay Lohan's performance in this movie was deemed the 11th best performance of the 21st century by The New Yorker. I saw that. Like, what? This movie gets a lot of praise, man. Like, uh, you wouldn't think it just based on the concept and like the act, like the actors and stuff like that. This movie is really, <laughs> really well regarded. How old was she in 2004 or 2003? <laughs> This was a 2004 movie. How when? What year was she born? I gotta go look her up now. But uh, of course, her dad in this is the janitor from uh, Scrubs. Yes, Doctor Yan. I always love any Scrubs connection I can make. Holy shit, she's my age. (laughs) Thirty-five. I'm older than her by fucking like two months, three months. You got way too excited over this. I know, really. Dude, you don't understand. I understand. I mean, I guess it's good you're happy. I was watching somebody my age on the TV. You realize it's getting easier to do that these days. (laughs) (laughs) That's not hard to come by anymore. Got to be careful with keywords you're using nowadays, folks. (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up, but it's fucking funny. That's fucking funny. Oh god! I mean, just watch. All you got to do is watch cops. True, true, Lots of piece of that fire crotch. Speaking of fire crotch, what's everybody drinking tonight? Uh, I got the agua, bro. You have what? Agua. Agua. Aguita. I'm I just, just like um. I'm just went right. with some Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's not bad. I love that stuff. Summer, I like. Yeah, it's a solid, solid year-round beer. Brought back the other popcorn and pine mug, but I'm drinking a um just a regular red apple mixed with a hemparita. Fucking delicious. <sighs> James, what are you drinking? <laughs> he wants a piece. Of- You're just gonna leave that quote up there, cause yeah, <laughs> I think I think everyone at that time probably did. Said. Yo, she was born in the same uh, year as me. What She's year? from New York, 86. From okay. New York, bro. Y'all like, what are the chances? <laughs> like, did I ever meet her in passing? No. Like, were we kids on a bus at some point in random that happened I don't to like, know. I mean, each other and happened to not know each other at three? Like, I wasn't in Spanish Harlem, so you didn't meet her. Yeah, New York. New York's pretty small. I'd be surprised if you didn't come across her. <laughs> It didn't happen, Chris. I'm sorry. You don't know that. I know that. No, you I do. don't. And she doesn't know that either. I shouldn't take that dream away from you. It's going to give you your happiness. 
I'm a, I apologize. It's I do wonder story. what uh, high school culture in other countries is like. This movie made me think about that, actually. What high school? When you got to carry fucking pails of water and shit all day. Well, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. <laughs> okay, Europe. I don't know. Where, where there's other huge groups of white people. Mm. Um, Oregon. But, like, I, I mean, I, there's got to be a huge, like, fucked up difference in American high school culture and probably any other country. Yeah. To an extent, I, yeah, yeah. This was, uh, um, it was funny that, uh, the gym teacher was fucking the students. Uh, his Asian fetish? Yeah. With the two Asian girls. That was good. There's, and it, you know what's weird is like the, the line they walked, Tina Fey walked and the director and everyone involved in writing this to, this has the mass appeal. Like, parents let their kids watch it. Uh, adults yeah. love this movie. You, there's obviously innuendo all over the place. Ton of it. Ton of it. I mean, the writing skill that takes is impressive, and of course, that's one of the reasons Tina Fey's so her career was so fantastic. Uh, you know, it's funny. Really quick, so the background for this, I chose this for a reason. One, because it's a kind of horror related ish, and it's funny. I was thinking of like a dead bride, but um, I was originally gonna pick the one from the Christmas thing when they were singing on stage. I was like, <laughs> that might not. That, I was like, two reasons I didn't do that. One, didn't know the age. Two, didn't know the movie age. I forgot. But I was like, it's a high school thing, and I didn't want to feel like you know who. <laughs> so, the, the coach. <laughs> oh, R. Kelly. Well, actually, yeah, him too. I was like, you know, eighty six. You so, can't feel like dude, that. You so, are from this era. You said she was born in 1986? Yes. July so, 2nd. So she was 18 in this. Right around 18. No, don't do that. Cause, it's just when I graduated fucking high school, man. Just went into college. I told you, bro. Yeah, buddy. But uh, also, <laughs> Amanda Seyfried, this was her very first film role. And I've always thought she kind of looked like an alien. A little bit. A little bit. I don't know. It's, it's got to be the eyes. I don't know. It's just the way her face is shaped. The dumb one? Yeah. Uh, well, Gretchen, Gretchen is... Yeah, no, she's the dumb one who thinks she can predict the rain with her boobs. Yeah. Like, her boobs always know when it's raining. Like, that cracked me up. When she says, I, I think I have ESPN. I was just going to say that. It's like, I have ESPN or something. My breast can tell when it's going to rain. When it's raining. Well, can they tell when it's raining? And it's fucking pouring out, and she's grabbing her breasts. It's a 30% chance. It's like, there's a 30% chance. So that was her, this is her first film role. I know she was, she was in the, the Ted sequel, I think, as a main character. Okay. What else? I, you know what? Actually, her and Rachel McAdams have uh, both been in Nicholas Sparks movies. Oh, I thought you were going to say, son of a bitch. We watched The Notebook. Amanda Seyfried was in another one of some other movie based off one of his books. We did watch the notebook. And from what I was reading, like uh, she read for Regina, like Lindsay Lohan read for Re Regina. I think all the other actresses read for like Regina and then didn't get Regina. Only Rachel McAdams did. Hmm. But uh, from what I saw, Amanda Seyfried read for Regina and producers instead suggested Karen due to her ability for Spacey and Daffy's sense of humor and stuff like that. Hmm. So like, again, they were spot on with casting these girls, I think. 
and not just the girls like i uh i love her friends at the beginning the gay guy and the black-haired girl mm-hmm. who's mad at the world those are great yeah it, that was fun see now this is what i was gonna say that's why i'm glad you brought that part up this movie has cancel culture written all over <laughs> all over it how so just with the the gay jokes for example people wouldn't take those as jokes they'll take it as like bullying nowadays instead of jokes. but he's not really i mean he's barely he's not really that bullied in this or anything no, like he's that not, no no i'm not saying he is he's not but i'm just saying just like the way that his friends were talking to him as friends but some people might consider that bullying now like the hey bitch thing like the jokes we make about each other before we go live yeah those <laughs> those the ones that people can't handle yeah. come on like I've always maintained that nothing's off limits when it comes to humor. Cancel. I hate the term cancel culture. I think it's stupid. I think if you if people only use that when if well, I mean, it, obviously, you should be held accountable. Freedom of speech is not freedom of speech in the sense that there's no consequences if you say yeah. something stupid. But cancel culture is stupid in the fact that uh, if you make a joke about something, I don't think anything's off limits when it comes to comedy. If you're going to make a joke about something risque, your joke just better be that much more <laughs> fucking good. People don't get mad if you make a bad if you make a great joke about a risque topic. Those are the funnier jokes. Those jokes are hilarious. It's when you make a bad joke about that topic. Yeah, and the reason or why say I say something funny. stupid. The reason why I think those are the funniest ones is because they're so fucking serious and they have people so uptight. It's good to just laugh at stupid shit like that once in a while. No, so like, and when you have the dynamic that like the cast have or you had that like they portrayed a friends dynamic real well so the jokes among the characters whether it be like gay or uh for the guy they were calling the girl a lesbian yeah um or a slut yeah the slut Slut jokes like they to some extent they even had a few self-deprecating jokes in there the one girl's like the one of the stupid girls made Mm -hmm. had like self-deprecating references when she was called something but I don't know. Oh it's it was clever writing. Fat girl. I don't remember. It's not. It, uh, I I don't hate you. I don't hate you because you're fat. You hate me because you're fat or something. Wait, no. I no, what you, is it? You, I, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. That's yeah. What I was <laughs> And what was funny about that is the girl was in the wheelchair and she went backwards off the stage. Oh, the, the wheelchair trust fall. That I cracked up that on that. Funny. Which, the, when they're doing the trust falls and the wheelchair goes backwards, never doing that. So don't even ask my. Or when uh, the girl playing Gretchen says, "It's not my fault. I'm so popular," and then she goes to her trust fall and everyone <laughs> steps to the side except Amanda Seyfried's character. <laughs> that cracked me up. Like, and I always love Tim Meadows. Everything he shows up in, he's uh, he. I know he does like a lot of support and stuff, but he's great in those roles. I'm not sure who he is, but Tim Meadows, the principal, the only black guy in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's his name. Oh, and I like he's fucking hilarious too. And I, I never he is, man. Fucking hilarious. I've been a fan of his since he was on SNL. Uh, what were the what were the what was the movie he did where he was kind of the pimp? The ladies guy was it just the ladies man? Ladies I don't man. remember. Yes, yes. Ladies, he has the smiley face tattoo on his ass. He's got the little list, but he talks like this because he's the ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, he's played the principal. He's been like a school administrator and a lot of stuff. He's on um, yeah. the Goldbergs. He's the school principal there or a teacher or something. He's hilarious there. 
Nice. But uh, in particular, where like after everyone discovers the burn book and he's holding all the girls in the cafeteria there or the gym, saying uh, it's time for some girl talk, and the one girl talks about how wide her vagina is. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, I, I can't. I, I can't. I, maybe I phrase it. I can't handle this. <laughs> what were we supposed to say though? Like, I don't. I I don't know what to say. Fuck, I can't handle this. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Had a teacher doing it. Like you, you, you should do this. But he was right in that sense. He was a hundred percent right because I was just like, that was fucking funny. Those, uh, even the little yeah. cutscenes and shit from her, like, thinking back to, like, about the safari and shit and, like, survival of, like, the fittest or whatnot. It's mm-hmm. like, the right. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, all right. Yeah, I, I see it. I see the comparison. At least you can make it yeah. relate, you know, to You have that high school as a jungle metaphor. One scene I really enjoyed, um, Damien, I think, was the gay guy's name. Uh, his talent show where he's singing. This cl- and someone throws the shoe at him and he throws it back and he's angry on stage. <laughs> yeah. I thought that like, was good. That's a compliment. <laughs> or uh, again, when they're doing the trust falls and he, somehow he's the only guy that is in the like the cafe, the gymnasium full of girls and he's like, she doesn't even go here. Well, the one girl is on the stage, like just oh yeah, <laughs> talking about her feelings. Like that's something that gets quoted a lot. If you go back in pop culture, if you hear someone yell, "She doesn't even go here," <laughs> you're probably—I'd have to look back at it, but you're probably right. It seems like it'd be one of those simple lines that'd be across quite a few movies, especially that come out in a certain era. Yeah. Who 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 got told they smell like a baby prostitute? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember that. Um, what do you guys think about Regina getting hit by the bus? I thought Love it was it. funny. <laughs> I thought that was fucking funny. I wasn't even expecting that. Because this, this movie, yes, I knew it was a comedy movie, but it wasn't like that type of comedy, you know what I mean? Where you have the somebody getting hurt and you laugh at comedy. I mean, it's funny, but at the same time, it's like, the bus driver can see the direction he's driving in. Like, if you just take take a second to observe the scenery around, it's literally a straight line that this bus has to be going. Yeah. Like, he's got to see people, like, way in front of him. He's flying, though. Like, how fast was he fucking going down Yeah, that I know, road? really. Plus, he's going, like, 50 miles an hour in the school zone. Which is, what, a 10 or 15 miles per hour in the school <laughs> zone? He's not doing no 10 or 15. That's why you guys got to drive slow. And then I did it. I mean, I enjoyed the montage of her afterwards and, like, the neck brace and stuff like that. That's pretty good, too. And Amy Poehler as her mom, the cool mom. Oh. Yo, the, I, the door, she's like, do you need anything, honey? Do you need this, a drink? Do you need something? Do you need condoms? I was yeah. like, wow. So, yeah. and I read something hilarious today. The scene where they first show Amy Poehler as her mom, like the girls go there after school and the dog starts biting her nipple, <laughs> like mm-hmm. her sweater. Like she hid, oh, hold on. I put this in my notes. What was it? Like she pins... Oh, what was it? To film one of the scenes, Amy Poehler pinned a piece of cocktail wiener into her bra to encourage the Chihuahua dog to bite her nipple area. <laughs> wow, that's that's dedication. That's <laughs> so. That's what's going on there. That's what the dog's after. That's hilarious. I like that's, that's brilliant. That is. That is. 
And now, not to take it out of context, folks, it's a joke from a movie. It's a line from a movie. And on the third day, God created the Remington Bolt Action Rifle so that man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. <laughs> Yo, and that was a movie, too, with the kids. And that's the stuff I'm talking about, right? <laughs> It's, it's like Cards Against Humanity kind of little bit humor here and there. You know what I mean? That they tailored not, back. Not as... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not as dark for some, but yeah, I would. I can agree with that. I've never played that, but I've heard of it. I oh, man, that. it's great. It's fun. Super fun. That'd be fun to play live. If we could figure out a way to play that live, that would be fucking awesome. That would be. <laughs> if we could do a virtual Cards Against Humanity show. I don't know how we would do it, but... I don't know. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. But uh, some little trivia here. So, like, the main girl, a lot of the main characters are named after real people. From what I was reading, Tina Fey likes to name characters after real-life friends, mainly because uh, it makes writing easier for her. So, a lot of these people are named after people she knew. Uh, I think you can... If anyone's curious, you can go and look that up. She may have even... I know she released a book where she talked about that a little bit. Lindsay Lohan first read for Regina George, but the cast and team felt she was closer to Katie, of course. Plus, she kind of feared the Mean Girl uh, label and what it would do to her image coming from Disney movies. Ah. So she was happy to play Katie. Rachel McAdams got Regina because Tina Fey felt McAdams being kind and polite made her perfect for such a evil spirited character. That's like usually, the, I feel like that's normal. It not. is like the meanest people are some like some of the most fake nice people you can meet. Yep, and vice versa. It's like I can play a fucking asshole really. I'm a nice person, but I can be an asshole really well in this film for you. Uh, I mentioned Amanda Seyfried. Also read for Regina her first role, but they liked her spacey personality for uh, Karen. Was the name Scarlett Johansson also tested for Amanda Seyfried's role? Mm. So I don't know how old Scarlett really? Johansson was in two thousand four. Really, before of course she blew up. Lizzie Kaplan, who plays the black-haired girl that's you know uh, who befriends Lindsay Lohan at the beginning. I guess initially they considered her too pretty for the role, but she had, but they loved, uh, what was it? They wanted like a Kelly Osbourne type actress, but she had, she was picked because of her raw emotion that she was able to portray from what I was reading. Okay. So she was able to convey that hatred of the world better than probably anybody else they saw. (laughs) She did great. Like she, like her casting for second day, even the, Casting for secondary characters in this movie was great. It was. But uh, Evan Rachel Wood was offered a role. She turned it down. I don't know what role. That would have been interesting. Who was she? Uh, Evan Rachel Wood. I don't know. She's in Westworld now. Uh, she dated Marilyn Manson for a while. I don't know what else she was in, but I knew her. I knew her name. She was. I think she got big. Started getting big. In the end, towards the end of the nineties, it's interesting. It's not uh, Blake Lively tested for Karen Amanda Seyfried's character, and she didn't get the role. So Scarlett Johansson and Blake Lively both tested for that role, and they gave it to Amanda Seyfried, who had never been in a movie before. 
It ended up, I mean, for this film, it ended up working. I feel like there was no bad casting in this movie. So no, that's a good but, that, but I mean, that's mind boggling considering those names now. I know it, it is. It is. I, I love hearing stuff like that, though. They're like, you know, so-and-so was supposed to play this role, but they either didn't get it or they turned it down. No. And like, that's one of my favorite things to do when we talk about these movies now is to when I go to look up trivia, I look for like casting stuff just to see who else could have been involved. Lacey Chabert, who plays Gretchen, uh, like the, the Burnett, the shorter Burnett girl. That was like their first and only choice. Gretchen Wieners was her name. <laughs> uh, Ashley Ashley Tisdale apparently auditioned for that and didn't get the role. Really? Yeah. Another Disney actress. Disney, Disney, Disney. And Lindsay Lohan's crush, uh, what was his name? Aaron in the movie? That was a last-minute casting decision by Tina Fey because that guy looked, resembled uh, her SNL co-star, Jimmy Fallon. Oh. She said. Could have just oh. chose me. I could have just been Aaron throughout the whole damn movie. Also, in real life, that guy's gay. Oh. Okay. That's always something else I find interesting when I find out, uh, you know, an actor with one sexual representation is always portraying a different one. Yeah. It goes to their acting skill, too. And yeah. It's a credit to their acting skill when they portray that. Hell yeah, Absolutely. it does. Hell yeah, it does. Believe the lie, baby. Believe the lie. <laughs> oh fuck! No, but Just remember, don't hook up with a chick. Spend like forty years with her, and then tell her that would be bad. <laughs> that wouldn't be very nice either. No, not as nice as this wheel. But I uh, overall, man, I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, it's I still, I still give it an eight. It's okay. always if if I come across it, I would leave it on just for some jokes and stuff. It's good for a chuckle every time I come across it. Not that I, you know, I've probably only seen the movie probably like three or four times actually, and not even on purpose, just in passing. I'm 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 old, wiser, and more confident in myself to be able to tell you that I actually own this movie. <laughs> my, hey, my girlfriend owned it, so I had, so I watched the DVD. His girlfriend owns it, people. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I owned it. I should have. You know, I should have. I bought it, and I was happy about. it I should have looked up. Um, now that I think about it, I should look to see what the bonus features were. Oh shit! Wheel of Hate. Oh boy. This is gonna be a fun fucking wheel. Oh, We're gonna boy. get a musical. Oh, I don't want a musical. We're gonna get a musical. It's probably gonna be the sound of music. You know who put that on there? That fucking asshole Aaron. That or cats. But I like I like I like that movie. Dude, no, cool as ice. I want cool as ice. Is that on the hate wheel or the white wheel? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Do a little shuffling where we spin this. Uh, oh, we're getting these movies are getting low. I they can are. see what the, I can see what the images are. Like, well, I say, well, the hate wheel, we only picked four, but I say for the hate wheel and the chick pick wheel, that'll probably be a wheel we should never change out. The no. rest, we can kind of. Which uh, I think. Uh, wheel. You got to add like four to the hate wheel at some point. Hey, cool as, uh, cool as ice must have been on the white wheel. Oh, fuck. Chris, did you call cats? I did call cats. Wait, why is Babylon AD here? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Babylon AD. Oh, cats, cats. Fucking hate, team. 
this has a this has a lot of big names in it. Like Ida Elbra is in this. Taylor Swift is in this. It's just funny that this pops up in James right a few minutes before this pops up. <laughs> there he is. No musicals. You see, this is what happens, James. This is this. We're putting this on you. I'm not even gonna blame Ibrahim. It's on the wheel. We're putting this on you because you hate musicals. You decided that your wife and her feelings were more important than ours. Listen, punish. I don't. I don't know who put this on here, but we got to make sure that James is available the week we have to watch this. So next. Oh, he's available next Saturday. He better be. Otherwise, we need to save it just for him. Yes. What if we get two musicals? I'll kill oh, myself. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm not happy about the cats one, but if we get the sound of music, I'll be happy about that. I like that. Babylon AD. Babylon this time. Nah, it's gonna be Bob and but oh yeah, it's gonna be Babylon. I thought it was gonna as long be as it's Bob. not fucking Bob the Butler. <sighs> Babylon AD. Who's in this? Ben Diesel. Vin oh, that's why it's on there. That's why. It's on so there. this was directed towards me. Yep. This was the pilot that he came up with for Fast and Furious Eleven. Oh. When they go to space next. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The sci-fi Fast and Furious. There's only six movies left on that wheel. Wow. <laughs> well, that one was smaller. Remember, we only put four on there a piece. I know, but still. But. Damn. Yeah, you're right. Cats in Babylon AD. What the fuck? Cats in Babylon fucking AD. Also, I mean, I'm, I've never seen either one, so I'm excited to see something fresh. I haven't and, seen either, and I'm going to get loaded for cats, that's for sure. Oh, be high <laughs> cats. Hopefully for both of them. Yeah, I haven't seen the 2019 cats. Oh, yeah, I want to hear your impression of cats just after you're super stoned. Watch it. Your my, stoned impression of cats. My stoned impression? Like what I feel about it? Oh, I'm going to yeah. tell I'm definitely gonna tell you. Oh, fuck. Like, like, go ahead in our group chat and send us your thoughts as you're watching it. Stoned. Oh, like I do when I'm high watching certain movies. So yeah, gonna, I'll do. It. I got you. Chris. I want to know what. I want to know what's going on. That'll be my birthday gift to you, because I ain't <laughs> gave you my friendship. That's it. That should be good enough. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have one last note on Mean Girls. Right, you'll see my name is KG after the math rapping mathematician guy there. Uh, I was wondering where it came from. Yep. He was fucking I love that guy. He was great. You know what's funny is so I was watching these movies in the attic and I'm you know, as I'm getting shit together, setting up, watching the movies. My original name was uh Sir Anthony Anthony Sturdy because of me. Oh Tim Tim Meadows, yeah. Yeah. His nephew. It was yep. My nephew gets so bad when I call him Anthony instead of Anthony, but not as bad as <laughs> naming him Anthony or something. I was dying. Not as mad as I get at my sister for naming him Anthony. <laughs> oh, that was fucking funny. So, yeah, it was Anthony. And then when I heard, just as soon as I seen Chris Tucker's character, as soon as I heard him, I was fucking laughing my fucking ass off. He's like one he of my is, dude, He is just fucking insane. Uh, now that we're talking about Fifth Element. No, Chris, or James, no. no. Don't put this nastiness, weirdness on me. Uh-oh. All right. He's ready. I'm good to go. I'm, I'm ready to take a cab ride with Cade. <laughs> now you're ready. Corbin? I'm ready for a cab ride with Cade. Let's do this. Corbin.
Oh, he has the shield down and everything. Wow. Look at that. He's right. Sci-fi out, bitches. That's basically sci-fi right there, especially in the <laughs> time, a fucking motorcycle helmet. Cool. That's fun. Uh, this was a fast-paced film, so I'm buckled up. It was. You know what? This movie's two hours. It doesn't feel like it. It really didn't. Like, when I seen two hours and seven minutes, I was like, fuck. But I played it. And after, after like, the first 10, 20 minutes, I believe, it, it once it starts going, it's just like a fucking snowball rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't know why it didn't click in my head before this, but uh, watching Bruce Willis, he's literally just himself or the same character in every movie he's ever been in. He's the original Marky Mark. <laughs> the helmet's not uh, helping your echo or distortion. <laughs> he's the original Marky Mark. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but uh, I'm as I'm watching this go along, this Die Hard in Space movie. Um, space. <laughs> That makes me like it. Like, even. I, I, exactly. Uh, like he, it's he does. I mean, he's great at what he does, but it is more or less the same thing in every movie he's in. <laughs> and you know what? Because I so I just seen Die Hard. Yes, fuckers. I just said this. I just seen Die Hard when we did it on Popcorn and Pints back in December. Fucking great movie. I loved it. And Christmas like, movie, best Christmas movie of all time. Oh. <laughs> uh, Best debated Christmas movie of all time. It's one of the best, but I don't think it's my favorite. I forgot. What There's I said a difference favorite. between the best and your favorite. True. Well, I forgot what I said was the best and my favorite. So, like, damn, that's bad. I just can't think of it right now. It's the heat. It's the heat. <laughs> also, caught me off guard that Luke Perry was in this at the beginning. Was he really? Yeah. Those right. uh, that first ten minutes where they're in. The desert in 1914, or wherever they are, to kind of set up those stones. Uh, dude, like this movie had, uh, it started with like a hundred, it took a while to get this movie made. It started with like a hundred plus million dollar budget. They couldn't wow. get it made, couldn't get it made because no one wanted to finance that. It, it, the writer, director, whoever it was, uh, who also worked on the script for like a decade. Uh, before it ever got off the ground, got it down to like ninety million, and then it finally, finally caught traction. So this is a ninety million dollar movie in nineteen ninety seven, and honestly, I thought it looked great. Oh, other than like, I mean, I thought that the cheesiest part of this, I thought, were the aliens themselves and like the penguin walking robots at the beginning. Like the alien costumes were the worst part of this, but I thought everything else in this looked great. I can yeah, agree. No, you're right. I'm trying to think. I know this was a very cameo heavy film. I just can't remember them all now, now that I think about it. I don't know. I know like Chris Tucker is uh insane, as Chris Tucker usually is. Mm-hmm. Like they were they were probably they probably told him when he asked what the character was, and they said Chris Tucker to the extreme. That's what I feel like the definition <laughs> was for his character. Yeah, but he does those. The thing with that, though, is he does those type of things so fucking well. Like, I know he does them in a lot of his films, but he does it. So, it's like perfect for that exact character, even though, again, the character flamboyant. Is very, flamboyant. He's a flamboyant yes. actor. He's great singing, dancing, all that shit. And then he's fucking funny with it. And he's not bad at either. No, no, he was great. So and I'm positive of this, but just reaffirm my uh, affirmation. 
the guy, the black guy playing the president was also the bully Debo. from Friday, right? Debo. Rest in peace. Yes. Oh, he passed? Yeah. Passed away last year, the end of last year, I think. Okay. Really, as yeah. soon as I saw it, like I saw the cross eyes. I'm like the different mm -hmm. color cross eyes. I'm like I fucking know those eyes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I, that that literally that kind of took me out of the seriousness of that situation. I don't know. It seemed like a weird casting for that role. <laughs> <laughs> because like I I loved it. I, I thought it was great. But you know, you know what it is. I think part of it's because of Friday. Like when you see him in certain movies where he's the tough guy because he's like the tough guy in every movie you see him in. For yeah. the most part, but it's always a lot of times you see him in comedies. But he can play. I feel like he could have played. I'm sure he has played like a serious tough guy role without being the funny tough guy. But it's just you've seen him in all the funny stuff, so you expect him to be funny all the fucking time. Where you're just like, this, this fucking Debo. I know that's and that's all. I, every time they showed him, I just thought of the movie Friday. <laughs> well, when he was in the, he was in at least one, maybe two episodes of The Fresh Prince. Was when, he? Yeah, Magatha Park when Carlton Will was hanging out over there, and then Carlton went over there, started hanging out, like joined the joined the group, became like the leader of the group for a little bit. How many seasons did Fresh Prince have? That was on a while, right? My wife and I are watching it. I think six, seven, seven or nine. Six. I think I think it's either six or seven. I think it had at least one or two too many. I think. I don't know. Wow. I'm laughing at him like through, and Ron League season four or five. It's, we could do a Fresh Prince rewatch podcast. I would fucking love to. Speaking of the word Prince, they actually tried to get Prince to play the role for that Debo played. I thought it was for the role that Chris played. No, they tried to get him to play, uh, what's his face? The the president? The guy who wore purple. The, the ambassador or whatever the hell. Yeah, the president. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, uh, did I write that down? I don't know. That would have been interesting. That been can interesting. you believe this was written by a 16-year-old? Yeah, it was um yeah, so Prince was cast to portray Rod. I think that was the president's name. But uh he couldn't schedule the film in around his touring dates. It was Ruby Rod. Oh no, Prince was yeah, Prince was cast to play Chris Tucker's position. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because it would have made more just a flamboyant character doing that. The singing and shit. The clo the clothing. Yeah. So Prince was cast. Oh uh, yeah, I understood that. My music. bad. Yeah, he was. That was originally going to be a Prince role, but his touring got in the way. He couldn't do it. But uh, this. So yeah, but this movie started. Like I mentioned, the guy that wrote this started writing the story when that became the movie when he was 16 years old. It was he was 38 when the movie finally opened in cinemas. Fuck. So 20 years later, almost 22. Fuck. I hope you got some good money from that shit. Fucking Gary Oldman's in this thing too. Like, And you know what? Gary Oldman, I was reading about uh, interviews he did about this. He basically only did it as a favor to the guy that wrote this movie because they financed something else. He That guy financed another movie of his. Okay. So he felt like he owed him. Bruce Willis still liked the movie, I think. In fact, one of the, they they were going to recast Bruce Willis like they wanted Bruce Willis when they had the hundred plus million dollar budget, uh, and then the movie got shelved for a while, and when they came back to it, started making it again, but at the lower budget, he was going to re the Beeson. What was his name? 
Luke Beeson, Besson, however you want to pronounce it, the guy that created this movie, was going to mm-hmm. recast Bruce Willis's part because he was just too fucking expensive because he's Bruce Willis in 1997. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so Bruce is like, you know what? Just let me read the script. If I like it, we'll work something out. And clearly he liked it, and they worked something out. Good. But, I mean, that's kind of cool on Bruce's part, of course, you know, as well, too. And I, I feel like that's what you should, the way you should be as an actor. Obviously, money's important. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, to the extent of well, which I'm sure you're probably saying anyway, but I agree with that as far as like if you really believe in the film, really love the film, it's like, well, take that risk. It could be one of those classics that those cult classics where you're getting paid money down the lots and lots of money down the line because it's in commercial. You know what I mean? It's just being used in different ways. Well, what was it when we when we talked about uh, Batman? Jack Nicholson did the movie for like a, a low payday, but he worked in percentages of like merchandising and stuff, and he made like a hundred over a hundred million dollars off one movie because Fucking of that. Genius. Fucking genius! That's, yeah, that's that's what you oh, do now. In pennies. Like you can take less money to make a movie, and then find other ways to get percentages of other shit. <laughs> Yeah, I again I agree with that. I agree with that with stuff, but again, it's it's if it's something that you absolutely believe in. I think Danny DeVito's still making money off twins. I forgot what I we I think I mean we mentioned it back in the episode. I forgot what the structure was for him, but that's like one of his hot movies he still makes the most money from. That's crazy. And I feel like my favorite role from him that I can think of is Penguin. Batman Returns. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Fucking perfect. But uh, yeah, and Bruce Willis still had hair in 1997. Kind of. Some. So Some. Did we get? Did we? We didn't rate this yet, did we? Oh no. Ah. What do you guys think? What's everybody thinking? Everybody got a number in their head yet? Anybody? I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna win eight all eight all around on this episode. I'm gonna give this an eight. I I watched this movie. Honestly, I I don't know if I've seen this movie more than once. Okay. I remember going to, and I saw it at a drive-in as a kid when I saw it. <laughs> uh, and I remember being flabbergasted as a young, a young, a young lad in 1997. So, hold on, I was born. In, so I was 13, 14, depending on the whatever time of the year it was. Uh, and Mila Jokovic's strap outfit, <laughs> like, oh yeah. As a young pre-pubescent teen, creep pubescent, you said, or pre pre pre, oh. I'm just hey, Pro- pre creep, same thing. Both at that age, at that age, it really doesn't make a difference. Does Definitely it? not. No, but um, but but I but watching this now, I'm watching it. I'm like, you know what? This shit still looks great. Uh, I mean, some of the effects are. I thought about what they could do with the kind of budget these days with like the Star Wars when they go into like the space and the hyperdrive and stuff like that. But yeah. there, I didn't, there, I didn't really think there was a lot more they could do that they didn't already do. The worst parts of this were the outfits by far. Uh, and like I said, the alien costumes and then the, the robot, the robot aliens at the beginning that just walk around and look like penguins. I was I like I wrote robot penguin down in my notes. I like robot penguins. Yeah. But like the story I mean the story was fine, the good. Uh Chris Tucker's insane. Fucking hilarious. Uh 
And then especially once the action starts with Bruce Willis, then it's die hard in space. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> explosions, gunfights. It's good, man. I enjoyed it. James said they burnt her hair, I believe. Yeah, I don't know how how they did her hair, but that was crazy. Mila Jokovic, who, of course, goes in, on to Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Smoking hot. Uh, Yo, Chris Tucker screaming in this movie almost in He tears. screams like a girl, man. Such high pitch voice. Yes. When, when, uh, what was it? When Bruce Willis shot like around him, so the floor would drop, he was screaming the whole way. He's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> drop. I was fucking laughing so hard. Nope, but I give it an eight. Enjoyable, fun to watch. I agree. Holds up. I agree. And like, so the first half of the movie before Chris Tucker's character gets in, I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm good. I'm good. It is a little slow in the beginning. I'll I'll say that. Once his character came in the picture, it really locked me in. And with that being said, like, had it had that movie dragged out to where where it would have been without Chris Tucker's character in it, it may have been a seven for me. But because of his character and just the laughs, the laughter I had with this movie, because you had the fun, it was like a almost like a uh, um, comedy action movie to an extent. It's a comedy action sci-fi. Boom. Comedy action sci-fi. I'm going to give it a nine. Wow. I really had a good time with this movie. I had a really good time with this film. And I would like to watch it again. I'm not saying I'm going to watch it again soon, but I'd definitely like to watch this one again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. What about you, Puerto Rican Chris? I'm, I'm with the eight on it as well, especially uh, thinking back to the time or whatnot. You know, like Chris said, could they have done more now or at the right time? Yeah, it's probably one of the reasons why the director wanted to wait. Um, they did use a lot of like practical type uh, uh, movie magic or whatnot to make the things look good, the animatronics or whatever, or the aliens, the way they looked with the, the prosthetics and all of that shit. But mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still a great movie despite its small shortcomings in like the visuals type deal, even though for that time that was so next level. Like this is, this is the Jetsons in live action put to a million cranked up. You know what I mean? With Bruce Willis in live doing a space diehard and then a hot chick running around half naked the whole movie. What's there not to like? And then you throw in Chris, Chris Chucker's funny ass. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at this movie at all. There's no need to be. There's no fucking need to be. Fan. Eight. Eight, eight and a nine for this one. And I feel, and like, I feel like James will like this movie a lot as well. He probably and, Oh, did he send you the video of his reviews? Oh, shit, he oh, did. Shit. <laughs> All right, guys. We forgot well, about seven. James. We'll take a quick break to see what James had to say about these two movies. Yes, well, I looked this guy's up. This up, guys. He sent it to the Popcorn Woo! and Pipe right? It's getting a little warm in there. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> James, this is your fault because you're supposed to remind us. Because I, I feel like I'm being birthed again. It's squeezing my head. Well, no. You know what? Now's an appropriate time because we don't want him to talk about the fifth element before it's we get into it. So, <laughs> man, it's a good thing I said that or we would have forgot all about him. <laughs> I completely Sorry, James. <laughs> My bad, James. What email? That's all right. Us, us whiteies have to stick together. You do. (laughs) Wow, bro. Well, I don't remember what movie. Oh yeah, it was. It was from Mean Girls. But Chris, so why are you white? (laughs) What what part of the movie was that? 
It was when the one girl was like, uh, the stupid girl was like, so you're from Africa. Why are you white? Uh, I was <laughs> fucking dying, man. I was fucking, that part was funny just to go back to that. And then the other part where the, where they were like, yeah, we have a new student. She's from Africa. The teacher looked at the black chick. Uh, she, <laughs> that's right. There is, there's some good, a couple good subtle racist jokes in there. Fucking in tears, man. I was in fucking tears. She's like, I'm from Michigan. <laughs> James, resend it because I don't, I can't, I can't find it. Oh, oh man, funny. Or no, you did right. it. He did it at home. Oh no, but he can still forward it from his email. Yeah, you can forward it from your email, James. Don't don't lie to me. <laughs> he didn't even say anything at all yet. Well, hopefully he sends it again then. I hope so. Did he send it to my? He wants to send it to my horror. But uh, so from what I was reading, yeah, Prince was originally cast as in Chris Tucker's role, which I think that that could have been pretty interesting to see. Yeah, uh, but Chris Tucker fucking knocked that eccentric. Uh, I don't even know if it's a radio host or just radio show host. I don't know what the fuck it actually is, but host of something. He knocked that of, out of the park. I'm kind of glad Prince didn't get it, to be honest with you, because I don't think he would have brought this type of energy, and it, it would have definitely left. I don't. Th- he is black. more. Yeah, Chris Tucker's more wound up than Prince would have ever been. I'm sure. Yeah, he has the acting. I chop. think he does. Prince would have had the flamboyance in appearance, but Chris Tucker brings the at full attitude. Yeah, hell yeah, I agree. I agree. Prince Prince would have brought the singing, the dancing, all that stuff, but the attitude. Chris is where he really took that home. So, Mila Jokovic, who I thought it was pretty impressive for her having to basically her um, dialogue to be in a fake language half the movie and make that sound believable. That's got to be incredibly hard as an actor. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, So, you kind of got to act with emotion and then just remember these ridiculous sounds you have to make. Yeah, it's almost like you gotta think of okay, so what is she actually saying here? How would I say it, but say it in this language with like the, gibberish. the uh, inflictions on the voice? You know what I mean? I always find that saying. fascinating when we're when I watch something that has somebody that's trying to talk in some kind of other fake race language. Like I watch a lot of sci-fi, so like Elven or something, like, or like you know some old ancient like language they make up a name for. Yeah, yeah. Klingon. Which you can now major, which you can of course major in in some. Which school. is crazy. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Did you know you can get a degree in comic books? Can you? It doesn't surprise yeah. me. I was like, holy shit! Some kind of artistic degree. Probably. Yeah, and like uh, comic book history, art history, and shit. I'm like, yeah. Holy art fuck. history, if you want to get specific, yeah. Holy shit! But uh, so for the character of Lilo, who Mila Jokovich plays. I guess she was chosen from like two to three hundred applicants that uh, the writer uh, met with. You know who else was considered? Elizabeth Berkeley from Saved by the Bell. Which one? Who really? plays? Yeah, who was in Showgirls? Yeah, 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 yeah. She played uh, uh, Jessica. Was it Jessica? Yeah, Jesse. Jesse. Yep. Jesse. Wait, Jesse. Jesse Spano. Jesse Spano. Oh, was, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh. She came close to being cast, like super close. Hey, what was she supposed to be again? The bitchy character. Miller. Yep. Mila, the red-haired nice, girl. The nice, fifth element. tall, mm-hmm. long-legged. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That would have been. I. That's 
like that's I can understand why actors don't want to get pigeonholed or being in something super successful like that. Is yeah, it's a kind of a double-edged sword because I will never see any Saved by the Bell actor in any role other than their Saved by the Bell role. Like unless you always, do something like this that makes you go, oh, I hey, don't know. Like I've seen nice. most of I've seen most of Showgirls, and I was thinking about Saved by the Bell. So, but I don't. Was it as impactful for you though? Is, is Showgirls like a top tier movie to you that oh, you're God, always no. going to reflect exactly? If it was a movie that you know made you go shit, like like let's say if you're a, a J, or, uh, Jason Gordon Lovett or whatever, right? Like, and you Third you Rock like in the Sun. Yeah, you do like an Inception. You're like, holy shit, this dude can actually act. You know what I mean? You're like, okay. I okay. mean, yeah, yeah. It probably depends on the actor too, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. Some of that's always going to resonate with me when I see them in every role from that point forward. James, I just don't get me wrong. I, get I don't it. see it. I'd say check your scent folder. No, that's not you. That's that's frozen. Uh, what else would I see? Yeah, Prince was originally cast. Despite being filmed in London, The Fifth Element was a French was actually a French production when the they finally found a company to finance put it out and so it was one of the most expensive foreign films of the day yeah like ever made at that point and yeah. it went on to become the cost no it went on to become the costliest european film ever made at the time because of the co french company that put it out so it was considered a european film shit bro why is vin diesel in this and why is he unaccredited Was Vin Diesel in it? Yeah, he was. He's he's the ancient voice. Is he? Oh, yeah. It sounds the same. He's the ancient voice. He, and and uh, Corbin's dispatcher finger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we gotta deal with Din, Vin Diesel fucking next Saturday, guys. Aren't you excited? Oh. Uh, more more than you'll ever know. You know who else was considered for Chris Tucker's role? Jamie Foxx. That could have worked. But he doesn't have the high pitchness. Not as high pitch as Chris. I don't know. I'm curious what they envisioned for the role and then what it turned out to be after the actor played it. The difference there. That that always makes me curious. Because I, you know, they have one expectation, but if the actor goes above and beyond mm. to the point where they change the role because that's what they yeah, love. Yeah. That, that's a question I always think of when I come across a role that I love to watch. Uh, like I said, Chris Tucker took went above and beyond in this. Bruce Willis is the same Bruce Willis you get in everything you ever see him in. Uh, he just has a few different levels of demeanor. Mm -hmm. Chris, yeah, he's he's on another level. Honestly, he's um, he's amazing at what he does, especially again, especially for these type of roles where it's like that funny role, and you're just like, holy shit has you in tears damn there and it works every single fucking time every single time for me and honestly gary oldman's character in this is the villain kind of reminded me of jim carrey hey i felt like he had a little jim carrey-esque and i don't know it was probably because of the accent i hated his accent <laughs> like the super southerny kind of mm -hmm. ding daddy type accent like it didn't it wasn't a good villain accent is it me or did Bruce Willis seem like he was smirking in like every goddamn scene? It almost seems like he was oh, either yeah, he super did happy to be there or just he, like, oh god, what the hell is this shit? All right, so yep. 
he had a smirk in a lot of his scenes. <laughs> and honestly, him hitting on or coming on to this girl that falls in his cab so early, so soon, so fast was kind of weird. He was like, long. oh, hello. Hey, girl. Like, oh, well. Like, he was, yeah. <laughs> He was like he's he's trying to kiss her awake literally two hours after meeting her. Beauty in the at, like the priest in the priest's apartment there. Sleeping Beauty, same thing. He didn't even meet her for two hours. I'm like this, it's kind of creepy. It is. Blame Disney. But <laughs> and then another like. Also, I want a Chinese restaurant to just drive up to my window like they. He had like, the one scene where he's eating lunch, talking to the chef, and it's like this little Asian Chinese mm-hmm. setup that's, that's awesome. in this boat that just pulls up to your apartment window. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I want restaurants to do that to my window. I know. Like, yeah, man, look, this is what I want. I can use that right now. <laughs> You're the only one, man. <laughs> I am uh one thing that surprised me, and I noted this as I wrote it down, like they don't ask Bruce Willis to save the world till an hour into this movie. Dead so, like, he's he's literally nothing. He's just kind of going about his life for half of this movie. And even in the first half of the movie, it doesn't seem like it's that slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kind of don't know that he's the chosen one, you know what I mean? So, or what role he's really supposed to play. And it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. She's oh, the fifth element, and I'm the key to unlocking it and the protector. Go figure. <laughs> run, run, your, run, run your fingers through my freshly mowed looking forehead. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh he, my he, God. Was, he had his, he had his stuff freshly cut. Chia. Chia Bruce in space. I, did anybody and did anybody else notice in the opera scene where they have the divas in an opera, the armpit holes they, that were cut in the costume? I assume for air. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that that big blue weird looking thing. Yeah. I like when she lifts her arms, you can see that armpit holes are like cut in the costume. Yep. That had to be for some sort of air. She's yeah. like this world class opera singer, so I'm pretty sure she was like, listen. Like no, I I cannot work like this. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. And then, like the big climactic scene uh, at the end, where they're trying to figure out how to open the stones, mm. they figure it out. They blow the wind on one. The guy drips his sweat on the other. One spills, puts sand on top of the other. That's fine. And of course, magically, Bruce Willis has just one match left to help save the world and open the last fire stone. He pulls it out and he's like, nobody breathe. And my first thought is, why the fuck would you light this so far away from the stone? Why would you not hold it right over the stone, the match, when you go to light it? (laughs) Instead of slowly having to pull it up from like your waist, telling people not to breathe. (laughs) And try to set it up. Why not try to light it as close as fucking possible? (laughs) It's a special key that grows. Hollywood. It's a special key that grows. Yeah, that's what's going on in Bruce Willis's pants. I was just gonna say, I'm sure it is. And eventually, you know, for the the, for the two quick uh, two banging at the end there, Mm -hmm. it was bound to happen. Oh yeah. So 
And then the last note I saw on this, I guess the movie was supposed to be a trilogy, and uh, the guy that wrote it had three scripts that he had just condensed into one to get it made. Oh, fuck. So. Okay, uh, that could that could explain kind of the slow and then really fast. Possibly, yeah, trying to that first hour of the movie, because I mean, even though the movie's two hours, it didn't feel like it, but there's still no. not a lot going on in that first hour as they try to establish, but somehow they did it at a point where, like, I'm not bored. I'm just, it's kind of neat to see all this futuristic stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't look that bad, so I'm not mm -hmm. taken out of it. Yep, the, the whole uh, environment and atmosphere in the world they create kind of plays its own role as a character to help you enjoy it a little bit further without it feeling as flat. It definitely helps fill the room a little bit. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But the I guess colors. you guys want to jump into final ratings for uh, the fifth element? Eight. Locked in at that eight. Yeah, man, me too. I'm sticking with the eight. I'm sticking with that nine. Ooh. Locked in with the nine. Had a great, great time with this. We'll have to uh, get James. We'll just try joining in. I heard something go badut. I'm so confused. <laughs> what happened? Is that your better half laughing at us? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not paying attention. Somebody just try hopping in. This guy came in so damn late. What's up? Ruby's rod. Look at that. Oh, he got a haircut. Haircut. Can't He's got no you. sound, though. This guy, man. Light skins, man. They just show up when they want. <laughs> That's awesome. So real quick while he gets that going, I got this meme here. It says, girls be trying to make you watch some bullshit-ass show. By the third episode, you're fully invested. This other dude's like, homie, I just wanted to, uh, you know, uh-huh. Now I'm here on the final season of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I've seen all the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> this other guy's like, yeah, man, Twilight got me. <laughs> Can't watch Twilight. I, I just refuse to do that. I watched the first one, didn't. Mm -mm. I, I tried. Why, I tried watching part of the first. The first one. I'm like, this is just too, too fucking ridiculous. What I have not watched is the uh, Shades of Grey movies. I watched the first one. I didn't see the second two. The first one is on either the white <laughs> or the hate wheel. I don't want to put that on there. Sturdy, it wasn't I hate me. You so much. It wasn't me. I don't think it was me either. So that was either uh, Ruby's Rod or James. Sturdy, I hate you for that that fucking meme that post you put up in yellow about the light skinned dudes. Oh, <laughs> waking up at night, so waking up at night, <laughs> I'm cute and then giggle and fall back asleep. Roll over, I'm so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you couldn't fall back asleep the other day. Man. My you girl just hop up like, "What the fuck? They, what? Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so Still no sound. Gotta hit that wheel. Hit the cog and then hit the right audio input. Oh my god. It's usually me with the uh, technical issues. Yep. <laughs> Look at this, James. Even Ibrahim showed up. Even here <laughs> visually for us and late. And you spending time with your wife. Mm -hmm. What a loser. No fish. James the loser. We got. We'll have to get his re-reviews next weekend on these two movies since he sent a video that we don't have somehow. 
Yeah, because it's not even in the inbox for Popcorn and Pints. I just checked it like four times. Where did he send it to? He said he emailed it to Popcorn and Pints email. But it's not. But then he said he couldn't find it in his sent folder at all. Ah. So he fucked up. We should, you know what? Uh, we should play his video with him mm-hmm. on the show next week. We're go- ah yes, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm here in a different way. We're gonna play his video with him on the show live. Yes, next week we're playing on the show live. We're playing your video, James. You deserve it. That stunt you pulled. Sturdy, I got something for you. Oh shit. <laughs> My sound doesn't work even when I fix the settings. Ugh. I've been there. Fuck. That's a bummer. That's weird. You just gotta do <laughs> sign language. Oh. Eh. eh. Dude, write it down and put it up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, write notes and hold up the signs. That would be funny. I give this movie a. <laughs> but Ibrahim has on his uh, Deep Focus Cinema a great review that's super in depth with another one of his uh, fellow podcasters on there. That they go so in depth on like the costume design, uh, all the artwork and stuff like that that was all used, art director and all of that stuff. And yeah, so you. Definitely, definitely, if you want to know the details, you want to go back, and it's almost like its own special features section. So go check them out. Deep Focus Cinema. It really is, man. Movie nerd to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But shit. What do you guys want to do? You want to give them a couple more minutes? You want to wrap it up? We can give it another another minute or two. Yeah. Are we going to do the trailers? Then we'll do our trailer trailer reviews for next week. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, only to say James is technologically inclined as declined as well. I, I wish he had to watch these trailers too, but at least I'll have to watch both these movies. That's good. Cats, baby, cats. I'm gonna get I gotta get ripped for that. So freaking hungry again all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm gonna have a snack and go to bed after this. That's what that's what I do. I'm basically gonna do the same, have a snack and lay down. Oh, well, have a shower snack and lay down. You're not, uh, you gonna game tonight or no? You got a snack in the shower because I'm getting up so early tomorrow. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I can't you go tomorrow, you? by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, now we can. Here. Okay, I'm on my phone now. All right, I, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, looks and sounds really solution. good. I found a solution. There we go, right, guys. Well, I'm here, I'm, I'm in LA right now. Well, the LA area, it looks like Aaron is reaching his hand into Lindsay Lohan's, uh. You guys mind your business. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Good to see you. Yes. Welcome. Yeah. As we wrap up the show. Uh, just in I time. love the fifth element, by the way. Fifth element. Fucking awesome movie. It is great. Um, I never saw it, like I never saw it when it came out in theaters, but I remember seeing it many times, like on television. Um and like yeah, I was like nine at the time. It's kind of funny because I, I really vividly remember like me and me and a friend I was at a friend's house and we're watching the movie and we're like 10 years old. And then like there's that scene where they're like having sex in this tube at the end. Yep. And like her parents are like there. It's like really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a PG-13 movie for kids. <laughs> yeah. And they're banging yeah. in this test tube. <laughs> oh, 
that'd be it's fun. Great. I mean, at least they they don't go too in depth on the uh, scenery there. Yeah, uh... yeah, they don't. They don't. Um, but I mean, but you get you know what's going on. Yeah, there's some two banning, two banning going on. Hmm. hmm. Sorry, so I got you... sucked into feeds. I'm sorry. I get. Would you rate this movie, um, Ibrahim? It's like an eight and a half. It's very high for me. Like the thing about the Fifth Element. Um, is that it's like, it's just like a movie I can always watch. I can always watch the movie. And like, it's so funny because like the movie, you know, like today, this would be a franchise. There'd be like five of them. Yep. Um, Probably. They'd have made so many of this movie. Like if it was successful, they would just keep pumping them out. Because uh, like there's so much stuff where you could see there could be a bigger story, but it's just this movie and that's it. So... Yeah. I don't know if you caught what I said, but the guy that wrote the movie wrote it as a trilogy and then condensed it into one script to get the movie made. So, yeah. obviously, yeah. now we live in the days of trilogies. So, had this come out now, yeah, we're talking franchise. Easy. Yeah, it'd be a franchise. Yeah. Four or five films. Uh, as many as, the, as long as they made money. I mean, uh, the dude, Luc Besson, like, he's he's written so much that he wrote, he wrote all the Taken movies. He wrote all the transporter movies um there's a bunch of stuff where he's very prolific um unfortunately he's also prolific when it comes to banging models uh whether it's consensual or not so that kind of got him fucked up and so he's been canceled uh so we're not gonna see any movies from him for a while (laughs) Mm -hmm. very unfortunate um yeah he was at the time he was married to uh what's it mila jovovich they, oh wow, he was married to her? I didn't know that. Yeah, they got married. Mm-hmm. Wow. Made a couple films together, and then she was like, "I'm done with this asshole." Uh, moved on to the, a different director, Paul W. S. Anderson. He's he. That's a dude that does all the Resident Evils and shit. Right? All every movie uh-huh. that she yeah. does, he does right. Every movie. So she, she, she he's the only reason she has a career, right? Okay. A little bit. I mean, she's actually talented. Um, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, had he not been a director and she hadn't had these roles. Well, I think I would say that if it weren't for her, he wouldn't have a career. Uh, or or he would have been pigeonholed into AVP 3 or some other. Yeah, garbage. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, no, I think, I've always I looked think at it the other way. Yeah, the mutually those, beneficial those movies, relationship. Those movies are like, they're just a vehicle for her anyway. Those Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Um, And it's just become like, it's almost like a joke. It's like, okay, let's see how, how Alice is just going to obliterate a billion people in the next movie and it became kind of boring i wonder did he do the monster hunter movie that they just recently put out with her i, I think he did yeah that's what i, I mean you'll I, see that there's no <laughs> they're so yes. lucky god damn i need somebody like that i can just start making movies with or something and just all right babe two years from now we'll be back at this well, shit, right? when when ibrahim's on his you know the high rolling movie director we're all gonna be extras nice <laughs> Yeah, I right. think we deserve more than extras. We deserve at least speaking roles because he actually talks to us. <laughs> oh, I'm talking a couple lines, but still. Okay. That movie. I don't, know like guys, I don't know if you guys saw Monster Hunter or not, but like, basically, they they have this whole crew, right? And so it's her and a bunch of Marines, and of course, like halfway through the movie, they kill off everybody except for her. Yeah. And it's her and, and another guy, uh, Tony Jaa, is like the rest of the movie. It's like, do oh, they do course. they have sex at some point? No. No, really? No okay, that um, seems like a missed opportunity. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree too. 
Uh, that movie, there's a lot of missed opportunities in it. It's not, very <laughs> not a very good movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, Fifth Element, fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, love that scene with the uh, the diva. Really good. Um, that scene's awesome. And like they put some, they legit put someone in a giant blue suit. Yep. That that latex thing. Oh my god! <laughs> and I did notice, I did notice the cutouts in the armpits for what I assume was air of any kind. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, farting in that had to be terrible. <laughs> That's where my mind just went, guys. Of course, women, women don't Imagine fart. <laughs> I refuse Imagine to believe you have that. To take a shit. Oh god. That would, you know what? When I think about going into acting, if I think about it, and if I ever thought about having a role that required so much makeup and stuff, like that's one of my biggest fears. Like, what if I sit through six hours of makeup and then I have to take a huge shit at some point? (laughs) Like, I got a shit, man. You guys better hurry this up. (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) How long does it take to get the bottom half off so I can go? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, you know, yeah. for the film, just shoot me from you know here up. Yeah. Because down here, I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna walk around in my underwear for the. Re- I'm sure there's an exit strategy. There's kind of like you, <laughs> you make you make the the suit or whatever you're putting on almost like overalls with the little hatch on the butt that you can yeah. just like take two buttons down, but the hatch is green screen. And your so rubber suit, filled. so you're sweating even more. <laughs> yep. As you're straining. Ah. <laughs> uh. Wow. So you guys know, um, I, I don't know, maybe Chris talked about this, but like the, the white Chris, that they wanted to get <laughs> Prince. They wanted Prince to be Ruby Rod. Yeah. yeah. yeah pointed out. I actually got the wrong person, the wrong character. Both Chris is pointed. They, it was like a team effort. Puerto Rican Chris got the characters mixed up. Oh. And like Chris corrected him, helped him out. That would have been fun. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. Chris, Chris Tucker, like, kind of kills it. Like, he really. He's, he's there, like, just like beyond eccentric to a point that like i think prince would have had the appearance but i don't think prince could have reached kind of the audacity level he wouldn't have done because like like, or he wouldn't have sucker is doing chris tucker is doing like you know like like the the story version of of prince you know like the charlie murph the charlie murphy prince that's what he's doing yes like way over the top yeah but it's great it's really funny and this is one of those performances that's along those lines of like the the, the Jim Carrey or the uh, Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Where you you just fucking owned it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You you live it, you grieved it, you owned it, and it's gonna be iconic and memorable forever. He committed, man. That's what you get when yeah, you commit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Fucking agreed. Yeah, he's totally committed to that shit, uh, which is great. Great. Yeah, nineties Chris Chris Tucker is like really interesting. Because when was because uh, like the next year was Rush Hour, right? Rush Hour was ninety eight. I believe. Sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Rush Hour was like. What year was Friday? That was, was Friday a 2000s movie? No, that was also in the 90s. Um, no, Friday was way before Rush Hour. 96, 95. Rush Hour was 97, 99, I think. 98. Yeah, Friday was 95. Okay. He this got, was not pretty big, pretty fast. Fifth, yeah, Fifth Almond was 97, so. Yeah, and, wow. and he was also in Jackie Brown in 97. Yeah. He's in there for like a, two minutes. He gets shot in the head by Sam Jackson <laughs> in, a, in a trunk of a car. That's a good way to go. Sam Jackson, yeah, shooting you in the movie, yeah. 
Don't yeah. talk to motherfucker or something. So yeah, here's a tip. So like whenever your drug dealer friend tells you to get in the trunk of a car, you should probably say no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you okay? Are you safe? Uh, well, no, the, that's what happens in, in Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about you. <laughs> no. like, in Jackie Brown, he's like, oh, we got to go. I go threaten some people. You get in the trunk of this car, and then we're going to go to their house, and you're going to pop out and shoot them. And he fucking does it. He fucking gets in the trunk of this car like idiot. And Sam Jackie just goes around the block, and he opens the car. He opens the trunk, and he just kills him. <laughs> It really does look like you're reaching into Lindsay Lohan's top there when you set you put your hand to the side. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just messing with my um. Uh-huh. My which cards? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm just over here. The sound. Uh, yeah. That's what that kid's called it back in 24, right? 2004 mixer. <laughs> oh fuck! Tweaking the knobs. <laughs> Oh, shit, shit, shit. All right, well, I guess round table one last time before we close it out. I'm sticking with my nine for uh, fifth element. Um, what'd you say you gave Ibrahim an eight and a half? Yeah, I'll give and it then, a nine. I'll give it a nine. Well, okay, nine, so two uh, nine, two eights. Staying on the eight. Yep. Well, people. Thank you guys for watching and all that good shit. Let's show you where you can find us. Some of us. Right here is Chris. AKA the worst damn gamer ever. Mm-hmm. Worst damn Puerto Rican ever as well. <laughs> Not true. Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Go check them out. And then uh, for the rest of us, you got Horror Research 30. Live shows every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Popcorn and pints that you guys can see tonight, nine o'clock Eastern time. Saturday, nine o'clock Eastern time. Stories from a bar, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can hear stories from a bar. Deep Focus Cinema, Facebook, YouTube. Check that shit out now, bitches. Check it out now. Go subscribe, like, share, review, all that good shit for all these platforms of all these amazing contents. What did he say? James said, have a good night, gentlemen, and peace out. And I guess, you know, that's how we'll close it out. Everybody have a great night. And peace, peace, peace. The Batusi.